0: This is the Special Needs Family Hour with Julie Ames, brought to you by Special Needs Family Resources, LLC. For the next hour, we'll be discussing the particular challenges and real-life solutions for families with special needs. If you found us, please know that you are not alone. To find out more, go to SpecialNeedsFamilyHour.com. Now, it's your host, Julie Ames, on AM860, The Answer.
1: Thanks for listening today to the Special Needs Family Hour. I'm Julie Ames on AM 860, The Answer. Our show is dedicated to helping those parents and caregivers who are caring for special people. The theme of the show is the essay, Welcome to Holland, by Emily Pearl Kingsley. Kingsley describes the experience of raising a child with a disability. It's like planning a fabulous vacation trip to Italy, only to realize that your plane has landed in Holland. Holland isn't a bad place. It is just a different place, so you must go out and buy a new guidebook, learn a whole new language, and meet a whole new group of people you would never have met. Holland is a code word for living life with those with disabilities. My hope and prayer is that the challenges we all face in Holland will make us better people. This has been a great week in Holland. Our oldest two daughters, Marie and Christina, who are 19 and 17, are on the autism spectrum and have intellectual disabilities. Our youngest daughter Anna is a typical fourteen-year-old. Christina has finally made it through a week of school, and Maria—they're both well. Of course, Christina was very sick, and she was—she's about five or six pounds lighter. And when you're four foot eight, that's a lot of weight. But she looks great. Uh, this past Friday, they made it through school, and when they go to school every day, they get to go to McDonald's on Friday. So Daddy picked them up from school. And he took them to McDonald's. And lo and behold, he parked the car. When they got out of the car, Maria and Christina, while Maria looked both ways and saw a car coming and stopped, and they crossed the street. And then on the way out, Maria and Christina both stopped because they saw a car with their backup lights on. And it was awesome. I came home that Afternoon, And they told me all about it. And that might not sound like a big deal to some of you out there. But Marie and Christina, I've been practicing with them since the beginning of summer. And I haven't been able to, well, they couldn't cross the street by themselves. And we started practicing the beginning of summer to get them through that. And I would take them for a walk at least four times a week. Now, the interesting things with intellectual disabilities that I did not realize early on is that I can only set a goal for myself. I cannot set a goal for them to accomplish a task at a certain period in time or I become frustrated. I frustrate them and I become extremely discouraged where I don't even want to attempt So basically, my goal in teaching them to cross the street has been, hey, I'll show up four times a week, (laughs) and we will walk the dog, and we will practice crossing the street. So on our little mile walk, we cross the street 18 times, and they take turns practicing looking both ways. I'm not ready to send them out on their own, but they're on their way. Our guest today is Susan Carr, an award-winning author of the children's book, I Choose. We have a great show all about taking responsibility for one's choices to include the choice of being thankful. I'm Julie Ames, and you're listening to the Special Needs Family Hour on AM 860, The Answer. Don't go anywhere, and we will be right back with our Thanksgiving show.
0: reach Julie or any of the guests on today's show, call 813-816-2637. That's 813-816-2637. Or go to specialneedsfamilyhour.com. We'll be right back. Welcome back to The Special Needs Family Hour with Julie Ames on AM 860, The Answer. To contact Julie, go to specialneedsfamilyhour.com. That's specialneedsfamilyhour.com. Now, here's Julie Ames.
1: Hi, I'm Julie Ames, the host of Special Needs Family Hour here on AM 860. The answer? Our guest today is an award-winning author of the book, I Choose. Would you please introduce yourself to our listeners? Yes, Julie. Thank you for the opportunity to share this life
2: enhancing message with your audience. I am Susan Carr and I am with Illuminated Publishing. I have been married to my husband, Jim, for 26 years we met at McDonald's, actually, and I think it really? was that brown polyester uniform that smelled like grease trap that finally got him. But yeah, we've been married for 26 years. Uh, we have one son. His name is Chandler, which means he who brings light. Yes. Um, he is our light. And that is why we set up the company Illuminated Publishing. We hope that our message will be a light to those people that hear it. So,
1: yes, well, I heard you, I guess it was four or five years ago at, um, uh, I'm on the su- I'm actually president of the Superintendent's Advisory Council for Hillsborough County and you were a speaker there and I was so impressed with your book that I I bought your book. Thank you. <laughs> I have a signed book. Thank you. And it was amazing. I was thinking about my the Thanksgiving show and I haven't seen your book in a few years. I was thinking, gosh, I want to do a great Thanksgiving show that people will relate to. And all of a sudden, I thought about, I choose. I choose to be thankful. And then I went through all my children's rooms, looking through all the books. And yes, I found it on the youngest bookshelf. So it was just amazing to me how your book popped into my mind that this is what the Thanksgiving show needed to be. So can you tell the audience a little bit about your background and how this came to be? Sure. We have, as I said, one son, Chandler. And
2: um, Chandler's an only child. And... I wanted Chandler to know in raising him, I wanted him to know the power of choice at an age appropriate level from when he was very small. So in raising him, I found myself saying, okay, tonight we're having chicken. Would you like to choose broccoli or corn and giving him an opportunity to see that he could pick things, you know, choose the red shirt or the blue shirt. But then we got into, you're going to have to choose your baseball game or the birthday party and then feeding into those emotions and that kind of thing. Because Chandler's an only child, uh, when he would go to preschool, he wasn't always used to sharing. <laughs> so everything was his, you know. Um, and he's also very giving because he is an only child. He's, yes. he's just constantly. But anyway, so Chandler, is that a good choice? Chandler, choose again. And so it was about, he was about six and a half years old. Um, one evening, he went to bed, and the house was finally quiet. My background in in college, I'm an English major, and uh, I have a love for art. And at that moment, I couldn't stop the words. I, I write every day up to that point as an author, but that evening, I will never forget it, the hair on my arm stood up, and I knew that the words that I had written before me were... Something really special. Yes. Um, there's only 158 words and I choose uh, rhyming words. Teachers tell me that there are a lot of sight words. I'm yeah. not professionally a, a teacher, but I do believe that we're all teaching something. Um, and so it took about six months. It sat on my desk and Chandler was in first grade on spring break. And I said to him, "Okay, you've got a homework project to do. I forget what it was at this time. And I said, but while you're doing that today is the day I'm going to draw the pictures for I choose. So I sat down to start sketching these pictures. And a little while later, I hear this little voice come over and he says, Mom, I can draw better than that. (laughs) And he was right. So I said, Chandler, I'm going to be open enough. To test you on this, here are some Sharpie markers and some recycled paper. That's all he used, something simple. And for the week, he sat down and drew the illustrations for our book. Um, And when I saw them, I thought, oh, my goodness, this is the perfect combination. When children see this, they're going to identify with the artwork because it's familiar to them. They're going to get it. And the very first day I exhibited with our book, this little four-year-old came by with his mom and pulling on her at this art event, pulling, 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 trying to get her attention. Mommy, mommy, that's me. He mm-hmm. saw himself in the cover of our book. And I thought, yes. my goodness, we have something amazing here. I, I knew it for myself. Right. But it's nice to have it confirmed. Definitely by a four-year-old or five-year-old, whatever he was. That was awesome. So,
1: Well, what I liked about that story is he, um, his mom wouldn't let him go to your table, but she went through the whole thing exhibit and she ended up at your table she
2: ended up at the table anyway and so that it's a neat a neat thing when when kids get it and i do believe that um for me part of writing the book is that peace is possible i do believe that when we realize whether we're four years old or 104 years old when we realize the power of our choice and how we approach our day is up to us when we start to do that With ourselves, our spouses, our children, our churches, our businesses, and we start to react to people differently. I do believe that peace is possible, and we're chipping away at that with every choice we make and how we react to things.
1: Yes, and when you take ownership of your choices, you're no longer a victim of other people because you're choosing how you respond to them. That's correct. And it's not that some
2: situations aren't difficult, but True. I have to choose. I have to make a conscious effort, whether I'm going to yell through that or I'm going to sing. I really am not so happy this is happening. The situation is still there. It's right. how much energy and what kind of energy do I want to put to that?
1: Yes. So well, I know when I bought the book um, with my girls and their anxiety, one does, they're both on the autism spectrum and one does a rubbing of the hands uh-huh. and she, shh, shh. And then the other one hyperventilates. She'll go, ah. So well, we have this going on. And one other thing is is with the youngest is the realization that all the adults in her life had to stop her when she started hyperventilating. You just stop her. You ask her to count to 10 or you take her coloring book away. And when she stops, she gets it back. Well, with that, That's the way it works. But at some point in time, my goal was for her to reach the maturity where she could choose. And she never gets in trouble for starting it. She gets in trouble for not trying to stop it. Mm -hmm. And with your book, that was the idea, is that they would be able to read it, realize it's a choice. And finally, a couple years ago, she was hyperventilating. She came to me, told me that she didn't feel good. Mm -hmm. And I asked why. She said, because I was... We call it huffing, huffing in the kitchen. And I was so excited because she finally was able to attach the behavior with the action. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, you did it to yourself. (laughs) And what are you going to choose to do next time? But now she realizes
2: it. Yes. how powerful is that when she can see the result
1: of her choice one way or the other? Now she sees both sides of it. Yes. And now that she's getting older, hopefully she'll realize the social implications so um, Buddy Baseball is one of our sponsors, mm-hmm. and the girls are in their 10th season of wow, Buddy. Wow, that's awesome. I know, the 10th season of Buddy Baseball, and it just ended for the fall, and we had our big Buddy Baseball bash. We all went bowling. Oh. And what's nice about it is they didn't have a lot of music, they didn't have flashing lights, because Christina can't handle it, the seizures. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But it was nice. Neither of them did that. But this morning, this morning, it. we had all kinds of anxiety. Well, your book, I choose... Um, Well, originally, though, you didn't start off as a writer. You were in direct mail cells. That's right. I
2: went to college for English and my goal in college was that one day I would have a greeting card business of my own. And I uh, did do that in part. I, I have always liked to write uh, from a small child. I have journals and all kinds of scraps of paper. Some of that stuff is really, really good. They were yes. stepping stones to bigger pieces in my adulthood. And I always wanted to write. I liked poetry. I liked in, intense um self-help kind of books and and, and philosophical things. I always like that. Um, So I was writing. I've been writing as far as I can back into third grade where I would start writing poems and depending on what was going on in the day, I might just write a sentence or other times I might write a whole page. It just depended. But when I left college, I didn't think that I could pay my bills writing poetry. So um, I continued to do that, but I did find my first true first job was in selling direct mail um, through um, a printing company to corporate companies that did direct mail flyers, credit card applications. You can thank me for those pieces of mail in your mailbox, <laughs> although I did stop that about 15 years ago. So yes. um, my husband and I, we lived the life as far as that was concerned, a lot right. of travel. And then um, about nine months before our 10th wedding anniversary, I stopped working. People thought I was crazy, and I said, I just need to I, – I knew I was ready for the next – Things. something right yes and so i took 9 months i say to detox from sales because it's a lot of late right. nights and big dinners and a things lot of like traveling. that a lot of travel and i wanted to get centered again i knew that i needed some balance and so i took the 9 months we went to the Galapagos, which was a, a dream trip for me um, for our 10th anniversary. It yes. became a dream trip for both of us. And I'd like to think that our now 15 year old is our souvenir from the Galapagos. So,
1: <laughs> yay. <laughs> yay!
2: So, um, I was a stay at home mom from that point on until I Choose came to be.
1: So, yes. well, I'm here today with Susan Carr award-winning author of the book, I Choose. This is Julie Ames, the host of Special Needs Family Hour, and we will be right back to discuss more of I Choose. Thank you.
0: To reach Julie or any of the guests on today's show, call 813-816-2637. That's 813-816-2637. Or go to specialneedsfamilyhour.com. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Special Needs Family Hour with Julie Ames on AM 860, The Answer. To contact Julie, go to specialneedsfamilyhour.com. That's specialneedsfamilyhour.com. Now, here's Julie Ames.
1: Hi, this is Julie Ames, the host of the Special Needs Family Hour. I am here with Susan Carr, an award-winning author of the book, I Choose. And Susan is going to read the book, I Choose. Well, thank you again, Julie. Yes. And yes, I
2: choose. I do want to mention that I, I'm so proud of the fact that we were awarded first place from the Florida Writers Association in 2008 um, yes. as first place for children's literature. It, it was humbling beyond measure. And I was screaming so loud when they called my name that the person who wrote the newspaper article the next day didn't use my name. <laughs> she just uh, alluded to me as the screamer. So I was just <laughs> so excited for the honor of this. It's a huge honor. It is. So I choose. And we've dedicated our book. To peace and our uncountable blessings, because I know that when we all become aware of the choices that we make, the words that come out of our mouth and how we say things, that peace will be possible. I choose, I choose, I choose, which shoes? I choose to be mad or to cuddle. I choose to see sun in a puddle. I choose to smile an inch or four feet I choose to be messy or neat. Whether I'm six or 60, it's the same. I choose how I finish a game. I choose to be ups or be downs. I choose between giggles and frowns. I choose whether to hug or to punch. I know what is better for lunch. I choose whether to yell. Or to sing, I choose how much joy I will bring. No matter what color my skin, I choose the heart I live in. I may not be wealthy or poor, but I choose to be rich to the core. I can't choose what lessons life brings. I can choose what song my soul sings. I choose to be the best I can be. I choose. To be the me that is me, hooray!
1: Draw yourself as you choose, <laughs> and I have the pictures from the kids yes, when they you do. drew They're that. So cute in the back there. Well, that was awesome. Thank, Thank you, you so much for reading that. It's my pleasure. It's uh, now what I've been interested in is the reaction you've had from people. Well. As- yes I, I we
2: have um, I know that I have mailed the book or it 's been carried to all fifty states at this point and to twenty five countries there 's a little store in Australia also that has ordered <laughs> a bunch of books i can 't wow. believe how expensive it is to mail stuff to Australia, but yes. it is but so rewarding to me to know that there are soldiers on the front lines of different um, volatile zones that are sharing this with children in different countries, and there 's people in Australia that somewhere in the darkness, that might be the bedtime story that night yes. and teachers in China that are teaching English to the Chinese using our book because it's yes. so simple. Um, and the book's translated in Spanish. It's, it's now translated to Spanish by the early learning coalition in Southwest Florida, which was just unbelievable for us in 2012 when that happened. But it's the little notes that I get back from second graders. I have one that I, I just love. It's a little second grader wrote back. I choose Joy period. I like it. And that's pretty simple. That's really what I'm hoping that people get that awareness. You know, Um, I've also had people that grown people in their seventies or what have you that say, gosh, I'm buying this from my 44 year old child because they just don't get it. They just don't get it. They're still at home. They still think the world has done this to them. Yeah. Let's give them something simple and choose again. And um, it's the little things, you know, for those folks, I say, just buy it and put it on the coffee table. Don't say a word. You don't right. know where it's going to hit them or when it's going to hit them. But eventually, hopefully, a little will filter in and there'll be some change.
1: Yes. Well, my favorite story is a woman that was very upset with you. She was.
2: Well, she wasn't actually upset with me. She was upset by the message. And it was just a few months after our book came out. I was selling them um, at an event and this woman came up and I will never forget the energy because I'm sure at some point, hopefully not too often, you've had somebody coming at you. That's really, really upset. They just have this anger about them and you know, yes. there's going to be something. And she came at me. I could see her coming, walking towards my booth. She's got a big gulp in her hand, and down on the table, it must have been loaded with Red Bull or something, you know, and down on the table it goes, and she flips through her book. I had a little book there, and flip, 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 flip. huffing, huffing, I don't need this book. I don't have children. And she went away. Oh, my. (sighs) back to my peaceful, a little while (laughs) later, my happy place, you know, and here she comes again, you know, a few hours later, boom, she's still carrying this drink. I'm like, please no more refills for this lady. She puts it down and she flips through and she doesn't say anything. She leaves. I thought, okay, I got through that. Fine. (laughs) Towards the end of the day, here she comes again. I'm like, please, please. And she comes over and she puts her drink down and she's flipping through the book and she's a little bit through it, maybe halfway and she starts to cry, uh-huh. and then she's sobbing, sobbing, and I'm like, oh my goodness, oh my goodness, you know. She said, I told you I didn't have children. I told you I didn't have children. I said, that's okay. You can still enjoy your good book. She <laughs> says, you know, I'm going to tell you something. I'm like, great, here we go. She says, I was married for a long time, and I guess any of the husbands that are now listening are thinking lucky guy, but... Anyway, she said, I was married for a really long time and every morning my husband would wake up and he would say to me, I just don't want you to be so mean. I don't want you to be so angry all the time. Yes. She said, I never understood until this moment what that meant. Mm. She said, he died two months ago. This book is for me.
1: Oh, that's sad.
2: It is. But you know what? I took her six bucks because to be honest, I worked for it. And I said, <laughs> ma'am, I said, I'm giving you two copies of this book. Yes. Because now that you know what it's like to let it go and to yes. experience this, I want you to give this other copy to someone, you know, who could use a good message. Wow. And I will bet you if I ever had the privilege of running into this gal again, her demeanor, everything about her would be so much lighter and lifted. It, it was an incredible time. Yes. And she's one of many people that I've come in contact with that come and they share their story, which is where I choose to came from. There's a number of people. So be careful, Julie. You might be in book number four.
1: <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Well, it's interesting to me where your book is taking you. Your book reminds me a lot of the book Who Moved My Cheese. Mm-hmm. That came out in 1998. It was such a simple book. But it's like your book for self-help kids. It's on the same level as. Who My Cheese? Yeah. It's, it's really amazing the way things work and how things go. So can you tell us a little bit more about other... There was another story you had that was really... Oh, boring.
2: you know, the, the neat thing about this book is that it applies, even there's 158 words in it. It applies whether you're six or you're 60, you know, and there are examples every day. This is why it's so easy for me to pub- do public speaking and presentations, because the examples are in our everyday life. You know, when right. you are at Publix or some grocery store and um, you see somebody, they've got 10 items, they've got 10 items or, that you know, slice my lunch meat a little thicker. I wanted it, you know, oh, you know. take a breath. Choose. You know, you you have to decide where you want to put your focus and your energy along those lines. I was in the grocery store yesterday waiting to get some stuff sliced. And there was a guy I was standing with Chandler. There was a guy waiting in line getting his sandwich made at their sandwich bar. This guy found joy in olives and lettuce and tomatoes. He was just beaming at the sandwich. Like it was a work of art. You know, wow. he's ordering it. He could not wait to sink his teeth in the sandwich. He was emitting mm-hmm. gratitude. Like you, you can't help but notice that in the yes. same way you help. You can't help when somebody's coming at you like that. My son, he's like, mom, you know, are we were having a huge conversation? The two of us with our eyes, right. just listening to how happy and grateful this person was over something that simple. We have this in our everyday life. When I Choose first came out, my husband jokingly waved to me. We have opposite personalities. And he says, I choose. He's waving the book at me. I choose not to empty the dishwasher. I said, that's not what it's about. You choose how you approach the dishwasher, whether you're slamming the dishes in the cabinet or whether you're putting them up and remembering the wonderful dinner we ate on those last evening is a choice. You yes. have to decide. And so that is true whether you're at work or you're at home or you're at school. And when you look in the mirror and you say, oh my gosh, look at all these wrinkles, or you say, good morning, beautiful. I earned it them. It is
1: up to <laughs> you. Right. And if you don't like what you're thinking, choose again. Yes. Well, I'm Julie Ames, the host of Special Needs Family Hour. I'm here with Susan Carr, and we're discussing her book, I Choose. When we come back, we're going to be discussing I Choose Too. You're listening to AM860, The Answer. We'll be back in a moment
0: reach Julie or any of the guests on today's show, call 813-816-2637. That's 813-816-2637. Or go to specialneedsfamilyhour.com. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Special Needs Family Hour with Julie Ames on AM 860, The Answer. To contact Julie, go to specialneedsfamilyhour.com. That's SpecialNeedsFamilyHour.com. Now, here's Julie Ames.
1: This is Julie Ames, the host of Special Needs Family Hour. Our guest today is Susan Carr, an award-winning author of the book, I Choose and I Choose to, her book for adults. Now, can you tell people a little bit about the process and why you came up with the adult version? Yes, and
2: actually my printer, it was a Mennonite printer that produced that book for us, and they asked if they could change it from the adult book to the book for grown-ups. Aha. Uh-huh. So it, um, the grown up book is a result of people writing back to me different letters from all kinds of life situations, how they used I choose that they would buy. I choose for their children and they ended up keeping it for themselves. But yes. they didn't realize how much of that applied to them as adults going through their divorce. How do they finish that game of divorce and bankruptcy and things like that? So right. I choose to we we came out with that as an opportunity. It's, it's the children's book expanded. So it gives people an opportunity opportunity to journal in it if they choose um as well as list some examples of everyday life
1: yes well one of the parts i like is you say i choose how much joy i will bring and then you go a couple more pages and it says i choose the heart i live in trials and tribulations challenges and achievements life happens to all of us for all of us and it's happening right now can i move forward in the spirit of peace and forgiveness ready to embrace the world before me Can I hold love in my heart and let joy radiate from within me? When I close my eyes, can I imagine a stillness that centers me? And then you ask, and this is where people are filling in. Have I let enough people in? Uh, What would my heart look like if I chose to draw it? And I will admit, (laughs) I was reading that something. I really don't know how I would draw my heart. And what have you seen there? That is, it's an
2: interesting thing when I do trainings with with teachers and, and just all kinds of grown up people. And they're asked to look inward. And what do I look like inside? What is What does Julie look like? And sometimes yes. when they're, they share their drawings, I might have this teeny tiny heart that's just blacked in all completely mm-hmm. solid heart. And other people, it takes up the whole page and it's filled with stuff. It's their family. It's their this. It's them giving. It's, you know, it, it's a really personal sentiment of how do you view yourself? How do you want to view yourself? And, and that the the page leading up to that is no matter what color my skin, I choose the heart I live in because yes. it doesn't matter. This book is not about one particular group of people. This book applies to whether you're black, white, pink, green, whether you're this religion, that religion, this age, it's about each and every one of us and how we choose to yes. to work with other people and allow people into our lives. What are we ready to forgive and forget? especially with Thanksgiving coming up, this is not just about being thankful for huge things like our homes and our families. Right. We're thankful when I'm thankful when I get to, to um, work with a school and, and it's, it's um, sunrise and I'm driving along and there's a hot air balloon way in the distance. Right. I feel like that's there just for me. Yes. And for a moment, I take that thought and I'm thankful. Yes. And I'm thankful when dinner works out well. Or I'm just thankful. Even now, I, I couldn't stand ironing. Right. Now I look at ironing as this was the shirt that my husband wore to our anniversary dinner. Uh, or the pants that my son wore. I'm gonna get all weepy over this to a sixth grade <laughs> dance, you know? Uh, yes. It's not a chore then, it's a gift. Right. And every day, no matter what you're going through, look for the gift. It's always there. There's always a subtle reminder
1: of something. Yes. It, oh, well when I read the part about draw your heart, this was a very it was difficult for me to imagine, but as you're talking I I understand why. And this is why her book is so popular. Um, oh, if you back the clock of 25 or 30 years ago, I wasn't happy with the way things had turned out. And I felt like I had done my part and that God had not done his part. Uh. And I had protected my heart. I intellectualized my problems so we could be having a discussion or an argument and I could bring in all kinds of factors from all over the world because I intellectualized and lived in my mind Mm -hmm. and I could not find my heart and my true self. It was as if I had created something separately Mm -hmm. and that is, it was a journey, but part of that journey because somewhere in there, because I was so upset, I'd become so critical, Mm -hmm. so angry. And part of that journey was screening out the negative negative. But waking up every morning before I got out of bed, listing every single thing I was thankful for. Mm -hmm. And that is how I healed Mm -hmm. and came back. And if you had told the, the young woman who way back when, when I was changing, I realized I had to be strong enough to care. It was so important to be strong. And I realized, could I be strong enough to care? And now you know that you are. I am. So my weakness has become one of my strong points. That You know, that's not what I would have pictured. No.
2: And, and that's the thing. Had you drawn your heart 25 years ago, it would look oh. completely different than it does now. <laughs> yes. So if you're struggling, if someone's out there struggling with the weakness of divorce, somewhere in there is going to be a gift. Yes. When we're open and free and we allow that to enter and find space to heal. That's true in every aspect of life, whether that's the big things or the little things.
1: Yes, it is so true. And the last part, I may not be wealthy or poor, but I choose to be rich to the core. Yeah. And that's, you know, it's for
2: me, it's an opportunity to let kids and remind them, especially when I'm sharing, I choose that volunteering and, and you can still be a nice person and say kind things and use your manners, whether you have six cents or you've got six million. Yes. It's not about that. You have the opportunity every day to make your mark on the world. What's it going to look like? What's it going to look like today? You have so much opportunity there.
1: Yes. Well, I like to in the adult book is you, you have a list where you can write, I choose to be thankful for. Yes. And right under that, you have another place where people can write a list. I will let go of. Yes. And people can list all those
2: things that they would like to of. They can, yes, or just be thinking about it. Susan Carr probably would never write in that book, but I think about it all the time. When I get upset or I'm, oh, Susan Carr, read your own book. You know about her. It's an awareness, <laughs> and that's really, again, my goal is not to say this is a good choice or a bad choice. This is your choice. Yes. Choose
1: again. Choose well. You know, it's up to you. So. Right, and now uh, another area I want to get into is, You do a lot with schools and schools training. So why don't we take a break? This is Julie Ames, the host of the Special Needs Family Hour, here with Susan Carr. And we'll be back in a moment.
0: To reach Julie or any of the guests on today's show, call 813-816-2637. That's 813-816-2637. Or go to specialneedsfamilyhour.com. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Special Needs Family Hour with Julie Ames on AM 860, The Answer. To contact Julie, go to specialneedsfamilyhour.com. That's specialneedsfamilyhour.com. Now, here's Julie Ames.
1: Hi, this is Julie Ames, the host of the Special Needs Family Hour. Our guest today is Susan Carr, an award-winning author of the book, I Choose and I Choose Too, the grown-up version. <laughs> Susan, could you tell the audience a little bit about your trainings that you do for the schools and where all do you do those trainings?
2: Well, I do um, independent for corporate as well as in um, seven counties of schools in Florida. Currently, um, Hillsborough County is obviously my biggest one because there are lots of schools here. Yes, Um, I tend to do pre-planning for the teachers, um, which is a morning of sharing stories that are relevant to them, kind of a workshop um, an opportunity to hear some of their frustrations in life as well as the things that they celebrate. But then I share the I Choose book with children, um, kindergarten through fifth grade is the yes. I Choose book. And then sixth grade through twelfth, we do the I Choose 2 in limited form because I there are parts of that. Unfortunately, the world is changing and we can see the things yes. that our children today are exposed to that are tougher for them to deal with in a lot of ways than we would have been talking about 30 years ago. Right. And so I wrote I choose I thought for the college age student, but it's a sign of the times that I'm now sharing that in late middle school. And so yes. um, I share I choose with the children. Um, it's usually about a 30 minute presentation, depending on what's going on. The schools won't bite me. And also as an author to talk about the writing process, especially in Florida with the Hillsborough right. rights and Florida rights um, for fourth grade. So we tie in all of that, but also schools that have a particular issue. If there's a lot of bullying going on or other things, I tend to reach out to the administration and the staff before I go to say, is there anything you want me to reinforce? Right. And so there's a number of schools that have used our book as the theme of the year or the book of the year. And I'm so grateful for that. So their curriculum, they kind of work around that. So it's like part of character education, character education. Yes. And so uh, one school in particular, I thought it was very clever. They started the year out with pre-planning with me. And then I met with each of the classes, but individually, the principal um, asked everyone in the school to come up with what she called I choose resolutions. And so they started the school year in, in August. They wrote out three personal and three school professional goals, right. revisited them in December to say, where am I? And then again at the end of the year. And so it gave people an opportunity to share their milestones and, and how yes. they were transitioning there. So, so th- it's not always a negative. You're not always looking to get rid of a negative behavior. Sometimes it's just, I choose joy, How else do I want to show that? What's my goal? How do I want to get there?
1: Well, I can remember one of the kids' teachers, she had classical music playing. Mm -hmm. So they walk in in the morning, and she was all positive, and there was the classical music. And she chose. She chose to create that atmosphere. Imagine that stage versus...
2: (laughs) books dropping, this beeping, that ringing, all of that, you walk in and you're at peace and you're ready to learn. Yes. And that's a really tough thing. Sometimes when we're bogged down with paperwork and we're bogged down with the administrative stuff and the jobs we don't want to do and filling out the special plans for some kids that need extra help. But guess what? When you're filling out those special plans and the IEPs and all of that, you, that's a gift to that family that you filled it out and you've taken the time to give that kid services that they can't get without you and they need you. So I know it's a lot of paperwork. I know it's a hardship. I know that it's taking you teaching time from over here. I know that it's pushing you to the max, but it's the light for that one kid. Imagine the thing that that child is now able to do for themselves that relieves the parents from doing that for them at home, gives them a chance to celebrate that little, little step. That took them to the next point. How awesome is that? It's not just paperwork. It's a gift.
1: That is so true. It is so true. Because I know with the IEP, especially in the beginning for me, they were so emotional and so hard because you're thinking, well, gosh, where do you start? What do you do? And it is. It is a lot of work for the teachers. Sure. And what a perspective. And I'm an
2: outsider. It's hard sometimes for the people that are involved to see it. And that's why, because it's routine and it's, you know, it it wears you down sometimes. I mean, these teachers are emotionally and and physically invested in your children. You know, what more can I possibly do for this family? And they're asking me to do this. And guess what? (laughs) It makes everybody's job easier in the long run. And what the gift that you've given to that child is huge. I mean, there, there's no price that you can put on that. And so that's yes. true, Whether you're, no matter what your job is, whether yeah, you're teaching
1: or not. So. I remember um, Christina had switched from an EMH class because she was really sick, and she was having a lot of trouble. And she went to a training mentally handicapped class, and there were two little tables. And Christina was one of the talkers. She didn't talk very well, but she was put at one table with three little kids that didn't talk well, and there was another talker that was put at another table. Mm-hmm. But that year... She was able to heal, and more importantly, she was in an environment where they would stop the hyperventilation. Mm -hmm. Um, She was also star of the morning program with the dates, because she's obsessive about dates and time and all that. Mm -hmm. What was so great about during that time is Christina couldn't say Maria's name right. (laughs) And I would find other people pronouncing it incorrectly, but a teacher took the time, and I'd like to say I would take the time, but... You know, there's so many challenges that I face with them and especially her illnesses that she was going through. taught her how to say Maria. And awesome. that's, that's a huge gift. So there she is about eight, yeah. nine years old. And yeah. she learned to say her sister's name the correct way. Yeah. What a yeah. huge gift. What a huge gift. And I think that was the aid
2: that taught her. Yeah. And I'll tell you, I'll share a story with you now. Yes. Um, The I choose, as I said, it's pertinent for every age, every life situation. Yes. I had the great blessing of having my grandparents, excuse me, living next door to me for the last many years. Wow. I was at some point their primary caregiver and my grandmother, who I am named after in part, and I wore her wedding gown. I adored her. Wow. And I was with her through her dementia and her ultimate decline living next door to us. She didn't always have her faculties together and, and, depending on her mood, she would call me on the phone. They just had an, an automatic button. And if she was in a great mood, she'd, I'd get, <laughs> sh- 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 sh. that was my goal that she yes. to come over. She's in a happy mood. Other times I might get, say uh, uh, boom, hang up the phone. Wow. Oh my goodness. One night at one o'clock in the morning. And then that's when I would send my husband over with yes. the guitar to play and sing. And all of a sudden she was, Gigi was back good and life was good. But one night in the middle of the night, the phone rang. I thought, Oh my gosh, here goes Gigi. Sure enough, I get out of bed. I'm trying to keep the child asleep, the husband asleep, the dog from barking, everything. And I get dressed and I look out the window and sure enough, the place is lit up like Christmas. Oh my goodness. What is she up to? So I get dressed and I go across the sidewalk. Oh, I'm sorry. I missed this part. When she called me, I answered the phone. I'm like, Gigi, what are you doing? She said, I'm calling to see if you want to come for breakfast. I said, yes, in about five hours, but not now. It's the middle of the night. She said, I can't help that. I'm hungry now. Ah, so I go over. Sure enough, I open the door. She's got the table set with coffee cups and donuts. In the middle of the night, there's my grandfather snoring, oblivious to the world, (laughs) and she's ready to have breakfast. She died a few months beyond that. Yes. What I'd like to say to your listeners is there are going to be times that you're given the opportunity, and it's not always the time that works for you. It may not be the most convenient time. True. Choose the donuts. I would do anything today to have a donut with my grandmother. So in this mode of Thanksgiving, as we release and we let go, the frustration that can come from that and the hardships, that's the blessing that's in there. Yes. And it's a wonderful thing to share those miracles. As I said, I've told you that people read I choose around their Thanksgiving table to open up the meal because it applies to every one of us. I have people that give it as um, senior graduation gifts. It's so simple. If one line sticks, we've done our job. Stop. Be aware. Are we perfect? No. That's why Susan Carr needs to read her own book frequently. (laughs) That's that. But it brings me back to square. And I know that I can then move forward in that good spirit of Awareness that my choices are my own. Yes, so true. Can you please tell people how to contact you? Sure. And how to order your book? Sure. Okay. Well, we are, um, in a, a number of local stores in the Tampa area. You can also find us on Amazon, um, and Barnes and Noble online. Our website is illuminated, like com, And, um, you can find me in all kinds of areas around, uh, the Tampa Bay area as well. We're on Facebook, Illuminated Publishing, home of I Choose and I Choose Too. And how can they contact you? Susan. Can, Susan. Yes. S-U-Z-I-N at illuminatedpublishing.com. And that would be for school visits. You can see all kinds of neat stuff on our website regarding that as well.
1: Yes, it is an amazing website. And you have I Choose shirts. I do have I Choose <laughs>
2: shirts, which I did need to get Chandler's approval for because yes. he is um, a very young owner of a copyright for all the artwork. So his he is copywritten oh, really? with the Library of Congress. So anytime I use his artwork, I need to get his approval, which can be a little tricky as he yes. got older seven, eight, nine, um, he's got a lot of great marketing ideas and, and for the kids out there, I'm so glad as a parent that I wasn't the authoritarian kind of parent that said, I know what to do. I know what to do. I'm glad that I embraced some of his ideas and said, where do you want to see this go? What do you think we should do? Brilliant, brilliant kids. I mean, when I'm with them in schools, they have so many wonderful ideas, inspirational, you know, you never know who's sitting in front of you at any age and how we can inspire and give hope to each other. Um, it's up to each of us. So our, our my my tagline is we choose what comes out of our mouth, what stays in our head, what lives in our heart. And that is true. And I at this Thanksgiving, again, I hope that we'll be aware of that and choose well.
1: Yes. Well, thank you, Susan. Thank you so much for an awesome Thanksgiving show. Thank little, you for having me. Know, a little emotional, but. Awesome. Thank you. And I have no idea where the idea came from, but I choose just Fit Thanksgiving. Well, thank you. Thank you. Choose well, Julie. Yes. This is Julie Ames. You're listening to the Special Needs Family Hour on AM 860, The Answer.
0: Thank you for listening to the Special Needs Family Hour. If you've missed any part of today's program, you can get the podcast of this and every show at SpecialNeedsFamilyHour.com. While there, please take advantage of the resources we've made available. And if you're so inclined, please support the advertisers that support this program. More than anything, just know that you are not alone. And we invite you to join us next Sunday at 1 for the Special Needs Family Hour, only on AM 860. The Answer.